99% of us were not taught any skills on mastery money before being sent out into the world. With today's guest, we have an opportunity to learn how to break that cycle. Your someday starts today. It's time to explore and test the newest science, methods, and trends for creating a life you love with your host, Tanya MFK. Welcome to My Designed Life. Hello, everyone, and welcome to My Design Life, where we learn the latest science tips, tools, and strategy for you to create your best life every day. You can find us on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram at Tawny MFK, and on the My Design Life Show podcast and all available streaming sites. I'm your host, Tanya Marie Figueres Peisinger, more easily known as Tawny MFK. Now, you are here today to learn not only how to create your best life, but how to do it now. And I'm thankful that you showed up. Now, my guest today was ranked the top 2% out of 16,000 financial advisors nationally while working for Merrill Lynch for nine years. At the height of the financial crisis in 2008, he made a decision to choose his clients over the rest of the industry noise and left the perks of Wall Street to become an entrepreneur, founding Pacific Capital, a transparent wealth advisory firm based in my home state of California. Now, he's been featured in the Wall Street Journal, Forbes, Inc., and Entrepreneur Magazine, just to mention a few, and is the author of the number one bestseller, Stress-Free Money. And that book taught us how to make financial freedom and planning a reality. Well, today, he's here to show us how to pass that information on to the next generation with his new book, Smart, Not Spoiled, The Seven Money Skills Kids Must Master Before Leaving the Nest. Please welcome Chad Willerson. Hi, Chad. Hi, thank you for having me back, Tony. Appreciate it. Yes, I'm super excited to move forward with this. I mean, I, you know, I know last time when we talked, I mean, you were on the show, we discussed the lack of financial literacy that is passed on to kids. It's right. not taught in schools, right? It's often an avoided subject in families and at dinner tables. <laughs> and I was one of those kids. I didn't receive any financial direction or foundation. And as an adult, I was desperate to figure that out. But that road to sort it all out can be daunting and overwhelming. And I'm fortunate to be on that path now with the wonderful direction we've had from you. But I'm also a mom, and I want to make sure that my son has the tools and knowledge that I didn't have. So I really want to know and dive into these seven money skills. So why don't you just tell us where we should start? Yeah, so I think you're in you know, you're in the situation that many of us find ourselves in, which is we're now parents and we're wondering how do we teach our kids about money? How do we give them a foundation that we were not given? Um, it's no different for me. We were in a basically a middle income household growing up. Uh, we had a, a small house. My parents sh shared a 10 year old used car and money was kind of a taboo subject. We didn't really talk about it. I know my, my dad was very careful about spending. Um, they were pretty frugal, but we were kind of expected to just figure it out on our own. I, I knew we were givers because my parents always talked about donating and giving money to church and to charities and give, being very generous. But beyond that, I didn't know anything about financial literacy, investing, loans, taxes. And so the goal of this book, and I got a little copy here for you to look at, but it. I, I really wanted to give families a resource guide with some stories, some ideas, some insights and activities on the, the basically the what, the why, and the how to teach kids about money. So that's that gives you a little bit of the background. 
and it was difficult for me to narrow it down but what i try to do is pick seven core topics that i believe would give kids a great foundation to start from so that's that's basically the background of the book um i'm not sure if you want me to dive into each of them maybe i'll give you the chapter topics first and tell me if any of them stand out and we can jump in but these are the seven topics that i really feel strongly about that kids need to learn about Um, number one is invest early and often. Number two is borrow wisely. Number three is know your cash flow. Number four is talking taxes. Number five is learn to earn. Number six is protect who and what you care about. And number seven is give generously. I love it. I mean, any of those who want to dive in? Yeah, I feel like we need, we need to see if we can touch base on all these, but I think the first question that's going to happen and come up is, when do we start having these conversations? That's a good question. Yeah, that's okay. a good question. You can have money conversations with kids who are very young. Uh, believe it or not, kids who are four and five years old, they're already learning a lot by observing their parents. So money blueprints I found stick with you from a very young age all the way into your later elderly years. Uh, I met wow. a couple who was in their 70s. They had millions of dollars in their investment accounts, retirement accounts. They had pensions. They had investment income. They had no debt. They were totally financially free. And they'd had the same old crusty carpet since like 1968. And this was in the 2000s. And I remember the wife, I was sitting at the table and the wife was like, his name was Harold. And she's like, Harold, we got to get new carpet. Like we got to replace our nasty carpet and we're hosting everyone for the holidays. We need to get some new carpet. And he was just like, there's nothing wrong with the carpet. There's nothing wrong with it. And if there's nothing wrong with it, we don't need this. We don't need to replace it. And it was, I said, how much is it going to cost? And they said it was going to be a few thousand dollars. And I was thinking to myself, you know, they have millions of dollars. They have no reason not to just replace the carpet. And so I said, Harold, what, what is inside of you that refuses to just spend a little bit of money to get new carpet? Obviously this would make your wife very happy. And he was just, just, he just said, ever since I was little, my parents would not replace stuff. They would say, we can, we can stretch it out another year. We can stretch it out another year. And since he was little, that stuck with him. Yeah. And we don't realize that these lessons, these conversations and how we approach money, our kids are watching and that will stick with them forever. Yeah. I love you called it. You said financial blueprint. Yes. I mean, I just love that term and, and it is, it's so I've been really mindful because my, my son's actually five right now and just been really mindful of, you know, when we're saying no to something for just, you know, good old fashioned, no reasons like, no, we don't need an eighth candy bar type thing to not use terms that, you know, to, I guess just to be mindful of what I'm going to say, why the reason is, is it, oh, that's too expensive. Is it, is it like, a, a, what do I want to be saying and instilling? Cause I know that those will stick with us for so long, like good old Harold who could definitely yeah. have the carpet and wouldn't replace it. Um, so yeah, I love that we can start early. Cause I, I, some of those topics, I feel like they're, they sound so big, yes. but they are watching us young. They are watching. I know we're in a position right now where we're going, you know, what do we do with allowance? How do we explain that to a, a six or a soon to be six-year-old? Um, yeah. You know, we actually created little jars right now. I mean, you can, you can help us with this a little bit, but we have, um, 
we have spending, savings, and investing. And so we're trying that's to awesome. explain the investing jar to our- That's <laughs> awesome. Yes, that's perfect. That's perfect. So um, I'll, I'll rewind back on that and say that um, even when you're doing simple things like grocery shopping, you can talk to the kids uh, as a parent about where the money came from, what work went into it to earn the money, how you've decided to spend the money on what, how do you make decisions of buying? And, and I think you can teach them a scarcity mindset or an abundance mindset. If you're constantly telling your kids, we can't afford this, we can't afford this, we can't afford this, that's going to be pounded into their head that they can't afford it, they can't buy it, they can't afford it. And they're going to have that fear and that scarcity forever. I, mm. I promise you, I've seen it. Yeah. So you you need to, if you're choosing not to buy that candy bar, then make a, let the child know it's a conscious decision. It's not because of scarcity. It's because we're choosing to spend our money elsewhere. That's you know? so powerful. Like I love just the way you said that a conscious decision and not because of scarcity. Yes. That, you know, yeah. We're not buying it because we don't need another candy bar and I don't want the right. more sugar here. Um, right. No, that is powerful because I grew up with that scarcity mindset and I, I had that position in life where there was money, but I never, I never knew how to enjoy it because the goal was just to always have it for this security, to have it stored away. And then it, it came to a point where with my husband, he was like, what was the point of having it if we're not going to do anything right. you know, remotely fun with it? And I was like, True. and it took True. so much to undo that, yep. that belief. So yeah. I think a lot of people could relate to uh, one of their parents. For me, it was my dad. But like the second I left a bedroom, if the light wasn't turned off, it was like, turn off the lights. Why don't you turn off the lights? And it like... I just remember have, starting to say that to my own kids. And I'm like, what am I doing? Like we have LED lights. If it's on for another five minutes, is it really, is it going to break the bank? Like it's, <laughs> but that's the mentality we grew up with. It's like, turn off the lights, hurry up, turn off the lights. And, and really that's that, that fear and that scarcity. Like, oh my gosh, it costs, it costs money. If we have that on, we better turn it off right away. And it just pounds that fear into these little kids. So I think making conscious intentional statements to children about money is very, very valuable. Even from a, a young age, uh, we were leaving Disneyland with our five kids and we had spent a lot of money at Disneyland years ago. Uh, we ate the meals there. We obviously paid the park entrance fees and it was after the fireworks show, we're walking out to the tram. And of course, this guy selling Mickey Mouse balloons, glow in the dark balloons, you know, sure. right in front of us before we're leaving <laughs> the park. And I'm like, oh gosh, and each balloon is $16. And uh, my one of my younger kids said, Dad, we, can we each get a balloon so we can remember this day at Disneyland? That would be so fun. And I'm doing the math in my head. I'm like, I am not spending $100 on balloons on the way out of Disneyland. Like, what a scam, you know? <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Right. And I said, you know, we've already spent a lot of money today. So we're, we're not going to buy the balloons right now. And he said, just go over to that little box machine over there where they give you all the money and get some more. Yeah. And I was like, oh man, like we need to have more talks <laughs> about money, obviously, because he thinks there's a magic box that just produces it when we, when we want it. So yeah, it definitely sparked a little bit of me saying, I better start teaching them better. This was probably eight or nine years ago. Yeah. I know it's huge. I had the same actual experience with my son who had the, uh, the magic wife. Well, you just go over there where they get the money comes out. And, yeah. um, he also believed that every time, um, you gave money, 
you know how you get change back. He just thought yeah. that was just, they just give you more money back. He thought that right. was this like mutual exchange of just dollar yeah. to dollar kind of thing. Awesome. So trying to explain to him like, no, that's not how it works. That's not what's going on. Um, yeah. So so where do we go? So we see like, it's powerful. It's, it's a conversation that needs to be had. And it yep. sounds like it's not, there's no such thing as too young. I mean, it, like no. you said, this impression happens with our reactions, with the words that we're saying, with the comments, I can even imagine like, hey, we don't need it, could be something to be more mindful of because, you know, where I came, we don't need it. Well, is there a time where I get to enjoy it? Harold didn't yeah. need the carpet, but right. you get to enjoy right. the new carpet. So it's even true. just those mindful choices of the words that we're saying, um, the conversations, maybe just bringing to light, like, this is money we're taking from our bank account right now. There's not a magic yep. man inside. Um, and I think if you're if you're going on a vacation, I think months before you can talk about how we're working and we're saving money because we're going to do something really fun together and enjoy our work. And you can mm, make that a I little bit that. of a buildup to teach that you can budget and save and do really fun things. And it's not all about just saving and um you know, investing and not having any fun as well. But yeah. back to the allowance point, you talk about allowance. So in chapter five, it's called learn to earn. And this chapter, I share a little bit about what we've taught our kids about earning money mm -hmm. and the responsibility of being valuable. So my wife and I, as you know, have five kids, we've never paid an allowance, never paid $1. Uh, our philosophy was, there are certain things you do because you live here. And that's the basics of making your bed and brushing your teeth and taking the trash out and stuff like that. And then what we did is we created basically a spreadsheet, a menu of opportunities. Mm. So kind of like above and beyond work that yeah. kids could do. And if they choose to do that, they're going to get points. And at the end of the week, they redeem their points to get paid. But it's all the above and beyond stuff. And it's up to them. They could earn nothing. And some weeks I have some of my kids, they get nothing. But some of the weeks the kids go overboard and they're really, they've got a focused goal, like, um, you know, saving up for an electric scooter. My son was saving up for an electric scooter and he was putting in the work. I mean, he was like, <laughs> he was working hours every day after his homework was done to try to earn more money. And there's, there's sections in the spreadsheet, age appropriate, but you can essentially, if you see a need, you can figure out something that needs to be done. So you initiate the project like they could come to my wife and say, hey, I, I noticed the garage is really dirty. I'd, I'd love to mop, sweep and mop and wipe the walls down and, and do some other stuff. And I think that project could be worth $25 because it's going to take me three hours and we can negotiate and we can agree mm -hmm. on a price and they, then they can go get to work. So I like giving them the opportunity to look around and try to initiate it. Even with the younger kids, with your almost six-year-old, if, if he were to say, hey, can I get this candy? Or, hey, can I go to this birthday party? We would, in, in our house, we would say, yes. What are some things you can do to help that are above, like above and beyond helpers that could help you earn some money so that you can go participate in that activity? And so they'll look around and say, well, can I do this? Can I do that? And it just teaches them to actually look around for work and be, be valuable rather than an allowance to me is like, well, I existed another week and I'm still alive. So, you know, I need some money because I'm still here on another Saturday. <laughs> so we kind of take a different approach, but I found it to be really 
empowering to the kids yeah. because it's, it, they know it's up to them. They're not just going to get paid whatever they get to choose. Do they want to make right. a lot this, this week or not? I love that. No, I absolutely love that. Um, the entrepreneurial, you know, spirit in me just loves the idea of they have to kind of cite a problem and find yep. a way to fix it. Now they're, now they're proposing you and there's a negotiation right. that alone just like excites me. Um, but I've heard about this idea and I love this about the going the above and beyond where the things that you're doing here, the, the, I guess, typical chores, right. Making your bed, maybe helping put away the dishes are part of your, that you're here. You're part of the team yeah. that you live here. This is what's done. And right. I think that's hugely important because I've heard it said that if we do it the other way, you know, we start to just assume that every, we always get something for something. There's no such thing as just participating, just helping out, just being part of the team that we're all, right. we, we kind of learn at an early age that we always should get something out of it. And so right. I love that shift into identifying what's this kind of core of family work and then what is the above you call them above and beyonds yeah we call them helpers like um, okay. work opportunities helpers things that are just not your your daily stuff yeah yeah i love that okay so this is that this is the learn to earn yes part, right yes and and okay. I'll, I'll add this um kind of off topic but on topic but i I'm so passionate about this topic of teaching entrepreneurship to kids and financial literacy that uh, I'm, I'm a co-owner in a company called My First Sale. And so myfirstsale.com is a company that teaches entrepreneurship to kids. Literally, they can basically start their own business from A to Z. And our, our team will, it's, it's, we have a CEO that's, a, I think she's 16 years old, but it's, it's a kid run company, essentially, we're the guides and mentors, but we're helping kids learn entrepreneurship and actually start their own businesses and have online business fairs for their business with their inner circle and community wow. and schools and stuff. It's pretty cool. But yes, we, I'm like, how did I not know about this already? This is I mean, this is my heart right yeah. here. I love everything about it. We're going to have to have you on again, just to, just to talk about this. So tell me a, a little. Well, bit. next, next year, we have an app coming out that I'll definitely want to come back on. I, I hope to have hundreds of podcast interviews because this is going to be, we're looking to disrupt the banks for debit cards for kids. Cause we just think they've done a horrible job. They just, they basically put out debit cards for kids and mommy and daddy put money on the account and then the kids learn to spend it until they run out or whatever. So we're creating an app that will serve as a banking wallet for kids, but also has a ton of financial literacy, fun, gamified challenges okay. for them to learn. So they can move up different levels. So, so like the little kids can do something like if they go with mom or dad to the grocery store and they help decide on how much they're going to spend for their meals that week, they're going to get essentially coins and they're going to move up a level because they've finished a challenge or they've finished a learning exercise. And so it's going to be essentially like a banking slash financial entrepreneurship learning app for kids. Wow. Uh, we just hired the creator of Amazon Pay. We hired a couple executives from Venmo and PayPal. And these, these professionals have left millions and millions of dollars of compensation on the table to join us. And so they believe it's going to be a big deal, just like I do. So, yes, it's huge. It is huge. Yeah. I mean, this, 
the power that our youth have, the power that we we can move forward with with that financial literacy, um, how much more they can contribute. I mean, I understand there's money to be had in a lot of people's debt. Right. I, I think you under, agree that there's so much more that can that can be created and happen when people are financially stable. For when sure. they actually, you know, that, sure. that have that understanding and can move forward in that. And I mean, just I, I see it as a, a change to humanity, really. I mean, it's it's so huge what that brings when there isn't that worry and concern and things going on. So right, right. So excited about that. Yeah. Um, that's that's absolutely exciting. Talked about. I'll, I'll, I'll put the last plug in for that. But if, if anyone wants to go to Gravy Stack, gravystack.com, okay. you can add your name to the wait list to get information as we start to roll out the initial versions of the app. So we expect it to probably be totally done and live by April of 2022. But we're going to release um, the first version of the app, hopefully end of December. I love it. So Gravy Stack, my first sale. We'll have some links in here for that for sure. Um, yeah. And so, I mean, you can clearly see here the passion, I mean, about that, that you have, that you're creating and all of this for the kids. And so as we've learned the, the learn and earn, what was the, right. uh, the first chapter that you started with there? Yeah, the first chapter I started with is invest early and often. Yeah. And I talk about, um, you know, Warren Buffett's quote is how I start. It says, investing is laying out money now to get more money back in the future. Mm -hmm. And so teaching kids simply about investing is extremely powerful. Last night, I was having a conversation with my 14-year-old son. And he was, because my audio book of Smart Not Spoiled just came out yesterday. So I, I let him hear a little bit of a sample on Audible. And he's like, oh, that's really cool. And then I said, Pierce, I said, I don't think you understand like how powerful investing could be. I said, let me show you something. I said, here's a stock I invested in a year and six months ago. And I put in about $35,000 into this individual investment. I said, the value today is $285,000. I said, that's not normal. That was a big win. But I said, do you understand that like, I didn't have to do anything for that investment to grow. I just made a good decision on that particular investment and his eyes lit up. And I said, if you saved and invested $100 a month from age 16 to 65 and earned 10% in the stock market, you'd have 1.7 million at age 65. And he was like, I can do that. He's like, I I, I earn over $100 a month. He's like, what if I invested $200 a month? I said, well, <laughs> I said, we should run the numbers and see what it could turn into. And he was like super excited. And he, he was asking me all about different stocks and companies that, uh, you know, that we use. I think teaching kids about companies that they use, like you can be, you can actually be an owner in Google or Amazon mm-hmm. or Disney or Netflix, companies that kids are actually familiar with. brands that they know I think that's a good place to start those conversations because then they're like they're interested they they know they know and they're familiar with what the company does and so the earlier that young people can learn to invest and make that a conscious habit the more successful they will be long term yeah like it's not too early to expose the concept I mean you're not asking them to go up and then you know, make all the, the decisions of, of yeah. everything, but just to understand the concept that it exists. And, and then yes, ideally start them 
early. And that's what we did with just the jar that we had to kind of explain right. the concept. Right. And, you know, I'll tell anyone here who's like, well, psh, I don't even understand that. Go back and read Chad's stress-free money book and understand it for yourself. And then come here with the, the literacy to be able to pass it on to your kids. I know for us, we started, you know, once we kind of grasped it for ourselves, we've now created those accounts um, for my son and we're putting those deposits in as he's five and, and creating that for him. But we're trying to have that conversation early. My husband actually, he's a real numbers kind of geek. And so he shows my son his investment and while it's growing and he doesn't even fully understand, but he gets excited. He's like, wow, yeah. like, yeah. You know, he really is still young enough that he kind of knows what numbers are bigger than others, but there's no concept. But just the fact that he's involved in it, that he knows, and now he'll ask, you know, Dad, what's my number at now? Like, what's yeah. going? That's and again, awesome. he's, you know, five going on six. So I love that's young. That. That's great. Yeah, we're you great. Know, well, we learned. We learned from the best, Chad. That's what we're there you go. At. So, um, so now that we've we're teaching them to invest young, what's our next step? Yeah, I mean, teaching them about investments, uh, teaching them that you can put money away. One of the activities, so at the end of each chapter, I have activities for parents Ooh, that you okay. can actually use as a teaching method. So um, one of them is the marshmallow experiment, which is pretty popular in 1972, right. that Stanford study. Here's a marshmallow with a kid in a room by himself. And if you wait 15, 30 minutes, you can have a second marshmallow. And that's just a simple a simple, you know, lesson demonstration for the child to learn that if I wait a little bit, I can have more. Mm -hmm. And that's something to do with investing. Um, the second chapter is borrow wisely. So Albert Einstein said, those who understand interest earn it, and those who don't pay it. Huh. I'm not, I'm not saying that, like, you're, you should be totally against debt, or that debt is all bad. That's not what I'm saying at all. But Kids should understand as they get closer to high school that you can borrow from many different places and you can borrow from many different things, but certain things that you borrow money for could be extremely harmful in the end. Mm. Um, and interest rates on credit cards are not the same as interest rates when you're buying a home or when you're taking out a loan for college. So uh, the second they turn 18, they're going to get solicitations and advertisements for credit card loans and student loans and stuff right away. So if we don't teach them a little bit about responsible borrowing, they could put themselves in a hole before they're even 21 years old. And so I yeah. think this chapter is extremely important, teaching them the cost of borrowing and, and what it means to be responsible. Yeah. I, and I want to call it the elephant in the room here a little bit is that unfortunately, I think in our society, being in crippling debt seems to be accepted as the norm it's true you know yeah, it I mean, seems like oh we're all in debt it's all rough it's tough that's just what you do and if we're not teaching them early I remember hearing that from my parents that the struggles that they had and it was hard for me to understand actually how they got in debt so I had the fear of debt which I think was the one saving grace that I had um because right. I wanted to know like how did they keep it in credit card debt how was it a problem so I was like probably the only 18 year old who was reading all the fine print because right. I wanted to really make sure I understand I understood it and I remember my first credit card transaction I kid you not first credit card transaction I went home and this will tell you how it, and I wrote a paper check out and I 
sent it in. The day I swiped the card, I already sent the payment because I was That's so awesome. terrified of like, okay. how does it, how does it work? I don't want this interest. Um, but yeah, I love that that's in there because that is such um it's such a thing that catches a lot of people. I, I remember again, also a, a young couple, early twenties had bought like a furniture set and it was one of those free interest kind of thing. Um, and then once that free place ended, they were very surprised to find that their monthly, you know, payments had doubled or tripled for this couch set that they had purchased, you know, and what a way to start out your young, you know, marriage um, in some crippling debt for some couches. So, so I love that you bring that up. Over 1 trillion of credit card debt a couple of years ago, household credit card debt. So um, it's a problem. People are used to getting what they want immediately and then trying to pay for it later. But the more you can teach your children to, to responsibly use their money, the better off they'll be. Um, that leads into number three, chapter three, which is know your cash flow, mm-hmm. which is really talking about how you handle money, what's coming in, what's going out. And so I understand most of us parents don't tell our kids everything about our income and our financial situation, but I think we could be more transparent with simple things like how much we spend on food. And we could talk to them about how much it costs and the difference of going out to eat versus cooking a meal at home and the grocery store and just little involve them in a little bit of the budget so that they get a sense for what real life is like. I think it's a shock when, when they get to 18 or 21 or after college and they realize how much life actually costs to do the things (laughs) that they're used to doing. So it's better to prepare them earlier, you know? Yeah. I love that. My, my son loves eating out. He's like, he's, he's just this, he's like this sociable. He like likes talking to the people at the restaurants and yeah. so he just any excuse to go out. And, you know, and here we have a very cafe culture in Europe. And yeah. so getting a slice of, of pie somewhere and or we only have pie, but cake and, and a latte, my five-year-old loves lattes. And so, <laughs> but I think he just loves being out there and I've struggled kind of like, how do I like explain to him without creating that scarcity mindset that like, this is just not okay. But I love, he said, just kind of explaining what we have and why we're choosing what the difference is. I think that'll, that'll help us a lot. Maybe curb that a little bit. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's important. And I think as they have their own, as they get their own bank account, as they get a little bit older, you can go over once a month and look at the bank account transactions with them and see the money they've deposited and the money they've spent and just talk to them about what that means. I think even something simple as that will make a difference. Yes. Yes. Even when he's spending like 25 cents or something like that. That's what my husband's doing now. He's got the spreadsheet and they go over it. They bring the receipts home and they log them in. And again, my husband loves this stuff, but I think my son's learning to appreciate it. That's awesome. The chapter four, I talked about talking taxes. Um, Mark Twain's quote is what's the difference between a taxidermist and a tax collector. And he said, the taxidermist only takes your skin. So taxes are the number one budget expense. People don't realize that. They think it's their mortgage or their rent, their house payment, but really it's actually taxes. When you think about income taxes and property taxes and sales tax and all the other taxes we pay. So I I remember we have a client who is a professional athlete, a basketball player, and he was 19 years old and he got his first contract in the NBA to be a professional player. And it was a seven figure deal. It was over a million dollars. And he was shocked to realize that he was going to get to keep less than half 
of what he had signed from the basketball team. So the taxes and, and as a professional athlete who works in 22 different states because they play games in different cities and states, he has to pay state taxes to 22 different states and they have different tax laws. And I think it was just a real wake up call that was like, man, this is a bigger expense than I ever dreamed. Um, I think it's important to teach kids about taxes. Um, yeah. <laughs> the, the funniest, one of the funniest ways I teach my kids about taxes when we go out to eat or when they get a dessert, I always eat the first few bites of their meal. <laughs> and I say, pay, everyone's got to pay their taxes. And so I take bites and literally, uh, where were we? I don't remember where we were, but it was like this big piece of chocolate cake with whipped cream all over it. And my six-year-old son, uh, I took a massive bite and his first bite, of course, and he like got the saddest face. And he, oh. he says to me, like almost through tears, and this makes me sound like a bad guy. But <laughs> he said, he's, he kind of yelled it at the restaurant. I'm sick of taxes. <laughs> it was like the funniest moment ever. And I said, I said, Beckham, so am I. <laughs> and uh, it was just the funniest moment. And everyone then started laughing because it was just like, he didn't say like, I'm sick of you eating my food. He said, I'm sick of taxes. <laughs> so, so we no. do that. I do that everywhere we go. It's also an excuse to try the meals that I didn't order. But, right, uh, right. So I mean, there's a, there's a big win-win here. Parents. It's a huge win-win. Wanna... I'm just I'm just trying to be a good father and teach them teach them about money. Totally educational. Yes, yes. So I think I just think it's important. I think as the kids get older, like they're going to have a let's say a part-time job at a restaurant or a movie theater when they're 16 or 17, and eventually at some point they'll have to file a tax return. Yeah. I mean, at least we should review a simple one or two page tax return for them before they graduate high school. Mm. Like, and if we don't know anything about it, that's okay. You can go to Google or YouTube and watch a video and say, hey, let's just watch a video about basic, basic standards for filing your own taxes. I think that's important. Yeah. And that's a simple way to get it started before they have that shock from that first part-time job and they they calculated that hourly and then get the actual check and go wait what the heck happened yeah so yeah yeah preparation totally so then the next chapter we already talked about which is learn to earn and i share a few other stories about my kids and and what they've done to learn to be valuable and to be entrepreneurs number six is protect who and what you care about uh the quote i use there is remember when disaster strikes the time to prepare has already passed. So we talk about insurance. We talk about health insurance, home insurance, life insurance, car insurance, disability insurance. We just talk about how to prepare ourselves for basically the unexpected emergencies of life yeah. and why that's important. Um, I've seen many situations where a family didn't have insurance and they had a disaster and it wiped out them financially and it affected the kids drastically. Yeah. So I think that's an important topic to discuss. Um, Absolutely. And does this go into even like the emergency kind of like they talk about like how much emergency funds would be ideal to have in your account type thing of like liquid? I don't talk about it in that chapter, but I'll throw it out on this podcast. Like I always think three to six months minimum of your spending expenses. Yeah. So if, whatever you spend each month, 
that's that's basically multiply that by three at the very least and six maybe on the high end and just have three to six months in reserves at all time yeah so, love that thanks yeah so the last chapter is give generously and that the quote I used to start that chapter is Winston Churchill. It's famous. We make a living by what we get. We make a life by what we give. And so giving is one of the most essential principles for kids to understand because financial success includes living with purpose, meaning, and significance. Um, accumulating a bunch of money without a goal serves no positive purpose. And in the end, you can't take it with you anyway. So we really talk about how to teach kids to be givers and to be generous and to share. And I think that really helps with the abundance mentality. If they know that they're going to be able to create enough value in the future to earn more, they won't be so scared to give some money away. Mm, so I think it's great to have them look at, maybe you have conversations where you talk about different charities in your home community, in your hometown, mm -hmm. and to ask your kids what they like or what they're interested in. And could we go serve and give a little bit of time? Can we give a couple hours this next you know, month or quarter? Um, can we give up a little bit of the money that we earned and share with them? I think those are great lessons as well that you can teach from a very young age. Yeah, 100%. I mean, all of this, I'm so excited about it and and for i would say for those of us you know if you're you're hearing this and it you know you can be a parent you could be an aunt or an uncle a teacher or just care about like the humans that are being raised around here and what can happen because this is more than just finances i mean this is mindset this is like you said helping it's it's understanding just everywhere where we can stand and exist and be um i just feel like it covers so much of who we are as humans that goes beyond the wallet so i love that you did this and i know enough people had asked you and i'm so glad that you you heeded that request to, to jump into this <laughs> and you did it and you did it so quickly um but i love this i love how simple as always that you you make it and you bring it to the plate and actionable. Um, so before my last question, Chad, can you please tell everyone where they can find you, where they can get this book, the audio book, all of those great things? Yeah, thank you. So Smart Not Spoiled is available on Amazon and wherever you buy uh, your books online. And the audio book is also on Amazon or on audible.com. You can find me on LinkedIn. I'm very active on LinkedIn. And then our main website is pacificcapital.com. Yes. Wonderful. Wonderful, guys. So get that book. Get on that. I know you guys also Pacific Capital has an IG. So if you guys want some tips and stuff there to learn about them, I know that they're very active there as well. It's just a fun one to, um, to follow. I'm always interacting with you guys on IG. So, um, so as we move into this, uh, what is one thing? We've covered these seven things, a lot of amazing tips. If we're the strongest place for us to start, or perhaps the first step that we can do to really move into this, um, where would you where would you have us do that? What would you have us do? First, first step is to commit to making money a positive conversation mm -hmm. topic in your family. Um, one of the studies that I cite in the book is that seventy five percent of parents are more comfortable talking about drugs and sex with their young kids than about money. And it does not need to be like that. Yeah. So I'd say the first step is committing to make money a conversational topic in your home. And then having that first conversation about what do you want to pass on in your family? 
regarding money. Like, what is it that you really want your family to learn and how you feel about it? I love that. Yes, because it starts with us. And once we can be comfortable, then then we have a book that gives us seven steps of how to how to have the rest of the conversation. Right? Yes, totally, totally. <laughs> uh, I love it. Thank you so much for being here. Is there anything else you'd like to share before we wrap up? I, I think that um, people talk about kids being spoiled and, and not appreciating stuff, but we have to do a better job at teaching them to appreciate it. We have to do a better job of talking about money because they're, they're not going to learn by seeing us click a button on Amazon and a box shows up tomorrow. Like they're not going to learn to appreciate money. So a lot of it is on us. That's all. That's how I'll finish. Oh, I love it. Yes. Take that with you today, you guys, as you heard that, um, you guys get in touch with Chad LinkedIn. You can follow, like they said, the business account on Instagram that has great tips and info. Um, you'll see me on there. I love to chat with them and, and their crew. They're amazing. They do fun stuff. Um, there's so much powerful things here from taking power of your own financial mindset, your financial steps to make things simple, accessible, and it doesn't have to be under this big veil. I mean, really, I'm telling you, grab Chad's book. It really starts to, to make have everything make sense. And then once you own it, you move it on into your family and you take that step. And we're going to change these generational blocks to finances and mindset where you can really have that wealth and live it and use it now. So your financial health and wealth starts early. So get started now. Um, as always, you can connect with us at Tawny MFK on Facebook and Instagram and learn more about our courses, workshops, and coaching to grow your business and create a life that you love at TanyaMFK.com. Or better yet, be our guest at one of our member trainings by commenting guests below, and we'll send you the details. If you like this episode, then make sure to subscribe and follow, and we'll notify you when the next one is up by clicking that button now. So remember, your someday, that day when it's all going to be better in the future, starts today. So make it the best. I'm Tanya MK, and I'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us. My Design Live is a Tanya MFK production. You can catch us every week at 1 p.m. Eastern and 6 p.m. London on the Tanya MFK YouTube channel. Do you have a method, tip, or hack you'd like to share or explore? Suggest a topic or submit to be a guest by visiting our website at TanyaMFK.com.